Hi, I'm Greg Rockefeller. I'm Beth Rockefeller. And I'm Mia Rockefeller, and this is Reading with the Rockefellers, a family YA book club podcast. Today we'll be discussing Glass Sword, the second book in the Red Queen series by Victoria Aviard. So grab a copy and join us on this literary journey. The Black Run was the Colonel's own jet, used to skip between Norda and the Lakelands as quickly as possible. It's more than a transport for us. It's a treasure trove, still loaded with weapons, medical supplies, even food rations from its last flight. Farley and Kalorn sort the stores into piles, dividing guns from bandages, while Shade changes the dressings on his shoulder. His leg stretches out oddly, unable to bend in the brace, but he doesn't show any signs of pain. Despite his smaller size, he was always the toughest one in the family, second only to Dad, white-knuckling through his constant agony. Welcome to Episode 8, Season 2 of Reading with the Rockefellers, Glass Sword, Chapter 10. Whew. So they're on the Black Run. Yep, on our way out of Tuck. Flying through the air. Flying through the air. Towards a landing strip that's about a quarter mile long (laughs) in the middle of some trees on an old abandoned highway. Right. Perfect. Yay! With a ragtag group of rebels. Yay! Nobody say I have a good feeling about this. (laughs) Literally nobody. No. No. You know what, guys? I have a really good feeling about this. No, 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 no. And then just like the engine just falls out of the plane. <laughs> I'm kind of getting a when Luke first got onto the Millennium Falcon. I'm telling Star you, Wars right? This ragtag group and they're yes. Out. I'm just trying to figure out who the Wookiee is. Who's Chewbacca? Oh, Lorne. <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Kalorn. It's definitely Kalorn. Kalorn. So we're we're flying through spa- we're flying through the air. Space. Flying, through, flying space. Space, through space. We're flying through the air in this black run. This is just a Star Wars podcast. Now. We we get this first paragraph where we get to where Mayor tells us all about what exactly going on, where we're at right now, flying through the air in the black run. And then right after this, we immediately get into more downer mayor. <sighs> this girl. This girl. I swear. It takes her how long after they get in the air to realize she didn't say goodbye to her family? Point <laughs> three seconds. Oh, it only has been that long? Okay. Because she makes it sound like they've been flying for hours. And she's like, oh, I just remembered my parents. Uh, maybe they have. I don't know. They've been flying for hours. I, yeah, I don't know exactly how long they're flying. But, yeah. Because jets go very... The, in, the initial excitement and adrenaline of the escape right. has worn off. And, and now like, her oh. mind is... yeah. Dumb. Now I don't know when I'm going to see my family again. Right. And what's going to happen to them? They're related to me. They're all going to die. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone's going to die! The colonel's there, and he's going to kill them all. Everyone's going to die, and it's all going to be my fault! We're back. Okay. So, yeah, my my family's going to die because of me. Yeah, I left him there with the colonel. He's going to skewer them all like kebabs. <laughs> she just immediately goes to the worst case She scenario. really does. And it's it's like the worst case scenario, even if it's not necessarily yeah. like rational. It's just like she goes to death right. and that's it. Well, She's it, a catastrophe. And it's like, I'm alone. Well, it's not necessarily true. I have cow, but I still feel alone. It's right. like, jeez. Oh, yeah. How many other people are on this jet with you? 
Like nobody's going to have the exact same experience that you are. You know right. what I mean? Like, right. Of these, of this, the funny thing is, of this whole group, the person who has the most to feel alone about is Cal. It's Cal, <laughs> and he's the one that's just like laid back, calm, you know, taking control of everything. Right. I mean, I guess he technically doesn't have a choice because he's the only one that can fly. Right. <laughs> Like, if they were going to get out of there, they were going to have to do it that way because, you know, you can't get away fast enough on a boat or anything like that. Right, so exactly. He was their and only shot. And Shade can't take him that far. And Shade can't jump that far. Yeah. Yeah. So, plot convenience theater there. <laughs> Thanks, Victoria Aviard, for making sure that Cal knew how to fly a jet. Correct. I mean, he knew how to drive the well, He cycle, had to. So, yeah. I guess it's like, natural step up is... Flying a jet. Right. Yeah. Cal looks over and notices that she's fretting. She has <laughs> inside turmoil. He mutters to her. We get right. a lot of mutters we in do. this one. This yes. is a big mutter and right before, chapter. Which is weird because the jet is probably so loud. Yeah. How are they hearing each right other? Right before yeah. he mutters to her, mutters and kind of notices her, she, one of the last things that she is thinking about, you gotta yawn. One of, the, one of the last things that she's thinking about right there, it was just in my head, and now I lost it right before he popped in. What's it, what is it? It's in the book right there before he kind of, she's thinking to herself. She's thinking her whole family's going to die. Yeah, how could I forget them? I only just got them back. How could I leave them like this? Talking about her family. Oh, right. And then there's the... After that... Yeah. Yeah, where she's just like, she feels the hum of the plane, and she's just like feeling the lulls of the plane, and she just wants to feel her power. She doesn't want to think about anything else. Yeah. She just wants to feel the power, and it's like, you almost kind of get this vibe that she's kind of teetering on the edge that if she were under the wrong influences from people, she could easily just become a power-hungry yes. person like Maven. At yeah, this point. yeah. Or Evangeline. She could right. very much be an Evangeline. Because she keeps just wanting to go back to just the power. And it's, yeah. it's Cal that's the one that kind of brings her back to reality mm -hmm. here. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that she's never had anything like that before. Like her greatest quote-unquote power before was just being able to sneak through people. And steal and stuff. And steal stuff right. without being noticed. So, I mean, there's, like, some power in doing that and not getting caught. Sure. But this, like, that would go to anybody's head, no oh, matter yeah. how inscrutable you are. So, I don't really blame her for feeling like that. But no. I see what you say, like, And because of the so emotional turmoil she's in right now, it's, it would be easy for her to turn to the dark side. Another Star Wars. Maybe, maybe Hayden Star Christensen should play her in the show. Maybe who? Hayden Christensen. Oh, God. <laughs> he shouldn't have played Anakin. He shouldn't have played Anakin. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You guys done? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's go. But, so Cal kind of puts his hand on the back of her head and is like massaging with his thumb a little pressure point and telling her she needs to calm down. Because black runs don't do real well. Black black runs don't do too well in Lightning Storm. Yeah. And Cal's just like, uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> We're done with that one. But he's, And he tells her she needs to breathe. Right. In and out. Just breathe. Let it go. And she's like, 
You forgot them. In. You killed people. Out. You let others die. In. You are alone. Out. It's like, girl! Girl! You are supposed to be thinking relaxing thoughts (laughs) while you do that. Not how you've let down everyone you know. That is your calm down time. Like, this is what you're using to try and calm yourself down so you don't fry this jet out of the air. Yeah. And this is what you're thinking about as you're breathing. Not calming. (laughs) Right. I think the point is she's supposed to be releasing those thoughts, but she's thinking about them. Yeah, she's holding on to them instead. It's like, in. Cal is swole. Out. Out. My family is still alive. In. Mm -hmm. My brother is here that I thought I'd never see again. Out. Out. Also, my best friend is here with me. Like, nope, Nope, none of that stuff is registering. Death, death. Loneliness, death. 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 Yeah. Yeah. My family is still alive. All of them. Right. (laughs) Even the one I thought was dead. Like, you think she'd be You should be counting your blessings here, Mare. I mean, I know that's not like... Like, she's in a bad situation. But still. Right. Yeah, she's only ever hopeful for like five seconds at a time. You can't live your life in five second bursts. No. And she thinks to herself that the last one is a lie. She's not alone. She has Cal, Kalorn, Shade, and Farley. Hey, good job! But she still feels like even though they're all with her, they're not beside her. Oh my god. It's like they're all standing in some sort of line and she's standing awkwardly slightly in front of them over to the side. Team girl logic. Yeah, it's like, what? Everybody here has just as much stake in this as as you you do. And And everyone, a lot, some of people here have sacrificed more. More. Kalorn has no family. Right, your family's still alive. You don't know what happened to the other two people in the picture you saw at Farley's dad's Mm -hmm. office. Yeah. There's a reason she is the way she is. Those people are probably dead. Right. Cal's brother Cal's cut brother, his father's yep. head off and he has nothing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, both of Cal's parents are dead. We don't talk about that enough. Right. The fact that he's literally an orphan. Yeah. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, she's doing a little bit of, uh, oh, woe is me in here. And she thinks to herself, maybe the new bloods will change that. I'll find somebody that I'll feel like will stand with me. But maybe they won't, but she has to find out in either way. No. Not yeah. in her mind. <laughs> in her mind, no one's ever going to stand well, with her. Well, I mean, honestly, if she's not satisfied with finding out her brother's alive, then probably nothing is going to satisfy right. her until she changes her mindset. So they're flying over nothingness. Every once in a while, they see... Some villages kind of dotting the countryside. Some archipelago there, some island chains. Yeah, yeah. island chains. Mare immediately thinks that there's going to be a watch on top of one of the buildings and they're going to get reported. We're going to get spotted. Yeah, they're looking we're for shot us. down out of mm-hmm. the sky. We're all going to die. Because somebody in one of these little villages is going to have more firepower than they did on Tuck. Uh-huh, yep. Sure, Mare. Sure. Whatever you think. Sure, sure, baby. Yeah. Right. Whatever, whatever. This girl. (laughs) So they fly over an island with a lot of boats, and they can tell that it's a harbor, and she thinks that that's... Navy ship. Fort Patriot. Yeah. She's like, oh, this is where we're going to get spotted and shot out of the air. And she's like, ask Cal, you know, do you know how to get us past... All of this. I you know, assume since it's a you know what you're ship. doing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> We're just going to go with the assumption that Cal knows what he's doing. 
I mean... Oh, she hasn't brought up Maven for five minutes, so she thinks about Maven. Uh-huh. Maven could be down there in one of those buildings. Oh, yes. Like, Maven is just going to be hanging out at some <laughs> random village with, like, four houses in it. Girl! Girl! Girl. Girl. But Cal tells them that he's staying out of the sensor range of Fort Patriot as long as possible. Right, like and that he's, these... He's going to fly through as undetected as possible. Right, and these are pretty much fishing villages they're flying over. He's like, there's nothing here. No, there's nothing gonna, here. There's nothing, nothing here, here to worry about. There's no problem here. <laughs> Fort, She's not going to take that. Fort Patriot, however, is a different Well, yeah, because Kalorn's like, what's going to happen when we can't avoid them anymore? Do you think you can outfly whatever pilots are at Fort Patriot? Cal's like, uh, I know I can. Cal's like, I know I can. However, I'm not gonna have to. I'm not gonna have to. Yeah, he's got. He sounds so confident. He really does. He's got the idea that when they radio to air traffic control, he's just gonna give them an old call sign for a jet and pray that they don't look it up. Right. Because the I guess nobody has to file flight plans in this world. You just radio <laughs> to air traffic control a, a jet number and where mm. the next place I you're headed. I'm assuming so, yeah. Because yeah. that is not like air traffic control in the United States at all. But Well, they don't. I don't think they fly commercially. Well, I know that, but I mean, so. the, the, like, obviously there's no regulating agency for airlines or anything. Like, society has gotten to that point. Right. I mean, it's probably like, you know... It's all milita- military... Yeah, it seems it's, like... It's probably like, who would have a jet that doesn't need one? Like, they're just too lazy to check at this point. Well, I think they even bring that up. It's like, because Kalorn even says, yeah, I mean, what would they assume? It's not like they assume Reds can fly. Right. right. We're safe because they don't think that Rebels would be able to it, fly a plane. And again, it comes all back to the Silvers just 100% overselling their powers and abilities and assuming that Reds have zero potential in anything they can't do anything they're they're lesser than us they're not dangerous and how would they get a hold of a jet because everything at delphi is being suppressed so there's no concrete evidence that they even stole a jet right so they're not looking for well and even when even kaloran says that's when cal says we'll just use an old call sign even kaloran's like would he say something like that? Is that a good idea, or are you so sure that's going to Sounds work? like a gamble. Yeah, sounds, sounds like, like a gamble. gamble. But yeah. Farley's like, uh, no, we do it all the time. Yeah. So my dad like, flew all over the past. place. Yeah, when he can't stay out of the sensors, that's exactly what he does. Because yeah. nobody has to file flight plans with this. So right. what, you know, all they need to know is that the call sign is in the right order of numbers and letters. And sounds like an actual call sign. And nobody down need. there's really yep. going to care. And that's when Mare says, I suppose it helps that no one expects Rebels to know how to fly. Mm -hmm. Right. She compares this to riding on Cal's two-wheeled death machine. (laughs) Two-wheeled death machine. I can totally, totally sympathize with her on that. She said if he's half as good at flying this as he was on his two-wheeled death machine. We're in good hands. We're in good hands. Yeah. I imagine that, like, he was probably speeding it. 90 miles an hour down these tiny little roads, like whenever Sonny would take out of the Barron's complex, you know, and they'd show that cool overhead shot of the gates opening and Sonny leaving on his motorcycle and into the Badlands. Oh, yeah. And it would be like he'd be riding through those big poppy fields or whatever. Super that's cool. That's Cal. Yeah, that's Cal. All swole. So then at this time... Not do that while I'm drinking. Cal just kind of... Sorry. As they're... 
as when they they reference that, I guess it's good that the Silvers wouldn't think, don't think that Reds could fly a jet. And that's at this point, isn't it, that Cal just kind of like abruptly just gets up, all mutters, gruff, mutters again, yep, and turns around and just basically storms into the back of the yeah, just jet. walks off, doesn't tell anybody where he's going. Thanks. It's like, Cal, the jet isn't that big. Right. You cannot hide from us on this thing. Also, who's going to fly this thing if you get up from the seat? I guess it's on autopilot. Also autopilot Yo, dog. Like, you, uh, hello? Are you even paying attention to what's going on below us? Like, okay. Well, and Mary, like, calls after him, but he just doesn't answer. And she's just like, uh, yeah. oh, okay. Acts like he doesn't hear her. And she's like, well, I guess Cal? I can. Okay. Cal? Cal? He mutters Cal? something about Babe? the steering being Babe? sluggish or something. Babe. Yeah, the instrumentation was sluggish. Yeah. It's like, ah, he's lying. <laughs> you okay, babe? <laughs> a lie. Okay. Poorly made. Yeah, well, Cal's not the best liar. He's really not. I mean, I guess all the lying all in the, the family went to Maven? Because he's real good at it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or maybe it was like, just like Corianne was a terrible liar, but Alara's like a great liar, so it was like a mom's thing. I guess. But she's like, if he's just going to brood over there in the corner, then I'm going to go see what's up with Shade, who's sprawled out on the floor. She just kind of plops yeah. down. She plops well, down next to him. It's like, hey, bub. <laughs> Make me feel better. But she does. She's like, can I get you anything? After she sits down. After she weird. sits down. You can tell she's a young person. Right. An older person would be like, now, before I get down there, do you need anything? Because I'm not getting up once I get down. <laughs> I'm down there for a minute. Mom, right. I'm 14 and I still feel that way. I like I already feel that way. Like I'm not getting back up. I'm not getting back up. You tell me what you want before I sit down. He it's, just wants water and she's happy to be helpful. It's it's like it's like when like when a music director asks me to sit down after I'm done singing and I'm like, I better not have to get back <laughs> up for at least 5 minutes. Well, see, it's different like if you're getting all the way down on the floor. Yeah. Yeah, no, all I, the, like sitting on the floor yeah. and then standing up. Yeah, I gotta no. have an exit strategy for right. that. I gotta plan to get back up off the floor. I can't just rely on my own <laughs> wiles to get back up off the floor because it's probably not gonna happen. Like, if somebody's standing up, that they can pull me up or something. I had to do that once. But she goes and gets him some water and some rations, and she thinks that she's gonna get an earful from Farley. For the rations, but she doesn't seem to mind. No. More of that will come into play later. <laughs> if it's because why well, I'm thinking it is, but we Probably. won't find that out for a long time. And she almost gets a third one so she can take it back to Cal because she knows that he hasn't eaten in forever because he was sending the guard away for the food <laughs> so he could do his little fake and then pass out thing. But then immediately after, he was like, mm, but he, I wanted no food. Yeah. Like pouting like a little... Puppy. Well, I mean, he needs a lot of calories to maintain that swollitude. swollitude right, it looks yeah. like thirty-five thousand calories a day, like Terry. Like Terry. Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> exactly. But can you imagine how much his brother-in-law eats? Oh my god! So, Mikhail's like tinkering with a panel. He's pulled a panel off. He's like tinkering with stuff like he does, which I think is kind of his way of relaxing. Yes, and, and even he's Mary's got a like, flight suit on yeah, now too. He went and put the flight suit on. And you know, Mary's just like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bother him. He'll though d- dealing with fidgeting with the plane and the electronics is gonna calm him way more than I can. Yeah, she 
is looking over at him, admiring his swolosity. In his flight suit. In the flight suit, And, and yeah. realize it kind of reminds her of the good back old days the, when they were dancing. Palace, yeah. And... Yeah. But he... He sees her looking at the emblem on his flight suit, the which crown. is the burning crown, yeah. but it's got wings. The darn thing's got wings. <laughs> so it's obvious that it's like for the flight crew or right. whatever. And he sees her looking at it and he just rips it off and throws it on the ground. Yeah. I just imagine it, it seeming like, like a small child throwing a tantrum like... Nah! All I could imagine was yeah, trying to get the boys Boy Scout patches off their (laughs) vest thing or whatever after I'd sewed them on and put them in the wrong place and how hard that was. And I was like, he didn't rip that off there. It was already loose. (laughs) Or something. Because once you get that on there. He swole. Yeah, but if he... It would have been funnier if he ripped. And like like, half the suit came off. Or that just a hole the size of the thing came off right there. Like a Janet Jackson moment. You see one peck. Right. Right. (laughs) Or like, if he like ripped it off, but there was like a little burn mark around it. Like he had to use his... Like he had to burn it off. Singed it off. (laughs) Singed off some of his chest hair too. Ew. But Mare thinks, you know, that his father wore that symbol. His grandfather wore that symbol. And that was supposed to be his That was supposed to be future. his yeah, And it's all gone. Yeah, and now it's all gone. You know? Because of who? Maven. Maven. Yeah. Because guess what? We haven't brought up Maven in another five minutes. <laughs> so even though it was a life that is against pretty much everything she ever stood for, she still feels bad because he's completely alone with... No hope for the future. Right. And she knows exactly what that's like. Yeah. Only she had her family around her, so. Well, she <laughs> has some kind of hope. Even if they come back and they take out Maven and the Scarlet Guard, what does that do for Cal? He's a silver. Right. Either way, he's not getting. Right. He's not getting off easy. He's not getting back what he lost. Mm-hmm. He's not going to find acceptance among the right. Reds, at least not for a very, very long time. You know, everybody's going to be skeptical of him. So she takes the food and water back over to Shade and plops back down next to him Plop. so they can eat their rations. Their rations. Mm-hmm. And of course, then she's got to get all depressing with Shade, too. Yay! Let's get depressing! Well, Shade says, you know, it was only a matter of time before the colonel would have locked me up, too, because he's scared of people like us. Right. He doesn't know what to do with Reds that have abilities because they've hated abilities for so long because only the silvers have them so then when you see one of your own kind with an ability like it's like freaky yeah that's really gonna you're not gonna be able to trust those people even if they cut their hand open and bleed red right in front of you exactly you're still not gonna trust them because nobody understands where these abilities come from Mm -hmm. julian didn't know mare doesn't know i mean nobody really understands so People get scared of what they don't understand. I mean, people still don't completely understand where Silver's got them. It's just the accepted truth now that they just exist. Yeah. Yeah. But a red with one is, you know. Yeah. And what happens if they find somebody that's already learned how to use theirs? Right. You know, and, and they have a big fight when they get to that person, you know, because they think they're coming to be executed or whatever. I mean, I know it happens eventually, but we'll get there. But she was in in the Hall of the Sun 
even though there were other people that were there that had abilities, she was the different one. She was the red with abilities. She wasn't a silver right. like all the others, so she right. couldn't hang with their clique. <laughs> when she was at Tuck, everybody was basically scared of her and respected her, you know, the little lightning girl, even though she hates the name, at least there was a level of respect for her. You know, right. now they're going someplace where it's completely uncharted territory. She has no idea what's going to be there. So she doesn't know what to expect or how the people there, especially this Nick's person, will react to a red with abilities. Right. Well, so two I'm... reds with abilities because Shade. Shade's probably going to have to jump them out of wherever they are. Right. When you said hang with their click, I just... High School Musical started like flipping through. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. High School Musical. And <laughs> the kind of started the whole right conversation. Now. She she asked Shane. She's like, "Do you think we're doing the right thing?" And that's when he <clears throat> said something about the colonel. Look, the colonel was going to put me away anyway. Yeah, we didn't. We didn't have later. a choice. Right. Then she's worried about their parent, their family. You know, are they going to do anything to our family? And he's like, "Well, oh. if they'd helped us, <laughs> maybe, but they didn't. We did something before." Dad could do something foolish and try to help us. Right. Mom would have helped, right. too. So we left without them. So they don't know anything. Yeah. Nobody thinks that Bree and right. Tramie are going to be smart <laughs> enough to help them plan right. anything. And they're pretty pretty entrenched in the Scarlet Guard. Yeah. Plus, yeah. who would want to throw a cripple, his wife, and their 14-year-old right. daughter yeah. into jail? Right. I thought it was funny here. They describe the rations that they're eating as like a... Like a compacted oat, like a granola thing bar. that leaves crumbs all over Shade's right. uh, outfit when he eats it, and I immediately thought of a Nature Valley granola, <laughs> yeah, granola you, bar. You, well, but specifically Nature Valley, you take one bite and then and it, it just, just crumbs crumbles everywhere. everywhere. Oh, all granola bars are like that, or are, are they even not have... the chewy ones? It's the crunchy ones that yeah. you got to watch out for. Yeah, I mean they even have like literal. Compacted oat bars they aren't even like granola specifically. They're like literally just compacted oats. Yeah. People choose to eat those. Yeah. Crumbs. Everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. I remember. All over the carpet. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. I remember somebody taking a nature made granola bar wrapper and photoshopping effing crumbs everywhere. Oh. <laughs> like it's not even Nature Valley. This is just what it's called now because you bite into it. And you're going to need a vacuum. That's all there is to it. Or hopefully there's a dog at your feet. That'll right. it all. They have neither, so who knows where these crumbs are going. <laughs> Hoping there's not a neat freak on the jet. because Carly they... brought a broom. It's fine. She'll sweep it all up. There probably is a broom there probably somewhere, a, I imagine. There's probably like a little handbag. Kalorn's <laughs> over finding it somewhere. But so Shade is putting Mare's, at ease, Mare's mind at ease a little bit. She feels like, okay. Aww. Yeah. Okay, maybe... Maybe the the family's okay. Yeah, and and he says don't call them normal. normal because that makes it seem like whatever we are is bad or wrong or badong. Right, and bad what they wrong. are is not badong. Me as excited, we finally got a kung pao reference in. I feel like this isn't it's, the first one we've made. Somehow, it's bad wrong. It's badong. Should be a worse. There should be another word. Badong. badong. Yes, killing is badong. And sometimes I do call Betty Betty. <laughs> but yeah, so they're not they're they're different, yes, but they're not wrong. What right. they are is not there's nothing wrong with who they are. 
It's just new, so again, she doesn't understand it either, and right. people are afraid of what yeah. they don't right. understand. Right, and he's like, we're not any worse or any better. Yeah, we're just, we're different. just different. And she, of course, is like, I'm going to let him think that I agree, but I know I'm so much better than everyone right? else. Right? <laughs> She's oh. like, you're, you know what, Shade, you're right. You always are. And right on cue, just like a good big brother, he says, can I get that in writing? Did you <laughs> hear that in one of your brother's voices when they said that? <laughs> yes. Probably Grant. Probably Grant. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Grant is always right, usually, so. Uh, not always. <laughs> I've made some good points against him. But anyway. It's time to land, or they're getting close to landing. Cal goes back to fasten his seatbelt and tells everybody else to buckle up. Farley takes the front seat where Mare was. Well, we're actually, they're coming up on Fort Patriot. Oh, right, like, right, right. He's like, uh, we're coming up on Fort Patriot. You guys should probably... Everybody strap in just in case we in. get shot out of the air. Or he has to use his super-duper flying <laughs> his, skills. His yeah. incredible... Flying skills, straight you know, out of Top Gun day. level right. flying skills yeah. so, that he somehow has. So he straps in, and Farley's like already strapping in. She's stolen Mare's spot. She's, <laughs> she's loving being up there yeah. in, the, in the cockpit. Well, she's flying. dying to see right. everything. Yeah. So Mare and Kalorn lug Shade up into a seat. Come on. <clears throat> and they all strap in. Hope you enjoyed the voice acting I'm doing right. over here. That's <laughs> half my job today. Shade sitting there, and then Mare next to her, and then next to Mare is Kalorn, and they're all strapping in. <laughs> and she thinks, I just strapped myself to a hurling piece of metal. <laughs> right. Controlled by another person. I have no power over what is going on right now. And the first thing she thinks is, Anyone can betray anyone, even Cal. He's got us all strapped in now. Right. The first time she's ever thought about that before betrayal actually happens. That is true. Right. Well, no, not the first time, but... I... Before it happens. Yeah. She's like, he could easily just nose this thing towards the ground and take us all out and end it all. But, right. of course, that's not what he's going to do. She's just... <laughs> catastrophizing again. So she's lost in her... Right. She's lost in her own little world. Kalorn creeps up behind her and touches her ear. we're coming up on my my favorite line in this whole book. Kalorn's sitting beside her and, like, touches her ear. I have in my notes, boundaries, (laughs) Kalorn! You just sneak up on a girl and touch her ear? She's lucky she didn't kick you right in the crotch. She knew he was sitting next to her. They're already sitting next to each other. Yeah, but she can spark him or whatever. (laughs) Like, don't sneak up on her and touch her ear like that. Are you crazy? And he says, You still have them. <laughs> and, and she thinks, Yes, Kalorn, I, I still, still have ears. ears. <laughs> it was so good. But then she realizes She's he means the, her earrings. The earrings. The earrings, yeah. Still funny, though. It's pretty funny. <laughs> There's four, correct? Mm-hmm. The first three are yeah. pink, red, and deep purple for the brothers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a set that was split between her yeah. and Gisa. So Gisa has matching and of they those each, three. They each gave them to her when they were conscripted. When they were yeah. conscripted. And, the, uh-huh. and those are in age of the brother's age. Yeah. The order of the brother's age. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is the one that Kalorn gave her in the first book right yes. before. He thought well, he was well, going to have to. Well, that Kalorn gave to Farley to give to her. Right. Well, right, 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 right. Right. <laughs> before, the the, before the thing in Archeon, she says, yeah. the betrayal that haunts us all. I mean, it's mostly just you and Cal. I don't... She's like, they yeah, don't really care. There's bringing up Maven again. Yep. 
Yeah. Then uh, just about five minutes, we got to bring him up again. Yeah. So she says, of course, these will be with me to my grave. Kalorn mutters in response that the grave talk be kept to a minimum, especially now because they could die literally at any moment. Yes. Right. So she looks over him. He's all bruised and everything, you know, from where the colonel punched Black him. Black eye from then, the colonel. And, and then where she her. punched where him. Where she punched him. And she apologizes for hitting him and for saying mean stuff. And he's just like, eh, you've given me worse. Literally both. She's punched him worse and she's chewed him out worse. worse. So they've definitely been in dif- more difficult situations than this together. Or at least Kalorn wants to give her the false sense of security that this is not different than right. anything else they've been in before. Correct. So Static comes on the radio in the jet. And it gets tense. And, and this is it. Fort Patriot is radioing in. And they're going to have to fool air traffic control. Let's go! <laughs> Cal breathes in and out, grabs the mouthpiece, gives a call sign, just normal like anybody would. And he has to give it three times, and by the end he even sounds bored. Like, let me just fly on, here's my stupid call sign. You know, just like a normal pilot yeah. would. He doesn't want anything. If there's any time for Cal to be a good liar and yeah. actor, it's This now. is it. Right. And, and I, he passes it. Well, and it takes him, what's funny is that she talks about the seconds ticking by like they're hours. So I, I have, I, in my mind, it's like maybe five seconds. But, but to, it, to her, it probably was like, yeah, a day yeah. and a half. <laughs> that was me at work yesterday. Right? <laughs> it's like, oh, it's 11.15. And then you look at the clock like two hours yeah. later and it's 11.18. <laughs> That's time for what? lunch. What? How'd it go backwards? <laughs> Dang it! So finally they come through. They teleport through time somehow? Yes. Finally, they come through and they say, they copy, and then the static continues, though, and everyone gets tense again. Yeah, it's like, not uh-oh. like, uh oh, what's this? And it's yeah. like going for a while again. And then finally, they come on and say something about rough weather, or is that correct? You're going to. Yeah, before you get to the next check in, there's, there's going to be weather. a storm, so right. be on the lookout for that. And, and everybody's like, oh, and Cal's just like received, and that's it, right? And they had said before that that the last, the next checkpoint would be Concordia, Con Concorda, Concorda, yeah, right. So they're done. They get through, and Kaloran. First thing Kaloran says is, "I'm assuming we're not going to make Concorda." Is that not there? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, but there's other stuff before that. Like when Cal says no sweat while oh, wiping right. sweat Wet off of his up. brow. Which Mary <laughs> thinks is funny because he's literally made of fire, basically. Yeah, like shouldn't he not be sweating? But then I would think, like, wouldn't he be sweating all the time? No, because he's used to heat. That's just like, it's right. like he, heat doesn't really bother him. Mm, good point. Yeah. But it's, this is a different kind of heat that he's not yes. used to having. I mean, it's not with. heat. It's pressure. Like Stress. Nerves. So, yeah. And Shade says, well done, your highness. Ooh! Well, he doesn't say it. In, he says it yeah, almost he, in a It sounds respectful, respectful. not like poking yes. fun like Kalorn. Like but Cal yeah. is just like, uh, it's, just Cal. it's just Cal. It's just Cal. So that's where Kalorn says. Then Kalorn, of course, has to be kind of a... a yeah, stuff. I guess we won't be calling yeah. in at the next call point. Your, your highness. highness. To which Mayor 
Stomps on his foot. Stomps on his foot. <laughs> earning a satisfying yelp. Yeah, like a married couple out to dinner. Right. Just, Shut up! <laughs> so they fly over some villages. Mare doesn't recognize any of this. But she can't tell where they are from Julian's map. All that she knows is that somewhere down there, Nix Marston is in a village that they're going to mm-hmm. stop at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't know if he knows what he is, what he can do, if Maven's already gotten there first and killed him. You know, right. she's running through every worst case scenario. scenario in her head. That's what she does. Yeah. And the only thing that's keeping her going is just this mission. You know, she can't stop and really ponder the what ifs or the consequences because if she abandons this mission, then there's no hope for her. You know, this right. is all she's got to hang her hat on. So right. she's got to keep pushing forward. And also she thinks that she'll get some credibility if they find some others, you know, other than just her and shade, they've got to have somebody yeah. outside of their family, you know, somebody with different levels of abilities that they can show that this is, you know, right. Yeah. That this is legit and they're actually real. So Mare's thinking about trust again because mm-hmm. she does that a lot. Yep. It's her favorite thing to think about, really. Mm-hmm. And all the and people that have broken it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So she thinks that her trust in Maven was misplaced. Duh. Uh, but everyone she knows has told you that. She for knows a fact. She can trust. She can trust Julian. Uh, Mare. Sweetie. I think he, she's just lying to herself at this point. He, well, he literally even said, said anyone, anyone can betray, betray anyone, and that includes, that includes me. me. Trust no one, including me. Right. But yeah. she's like, oh, you know what? I think I trust I think that Julian. I trust that Julian guy. I think he was telling me the truth. But, you know, Cal knows him too. That's his uncle. And right. Cal hasn't warned her about anything. Right. You know, right. so she would think as many times as Cal and I have leveled with each other, if Julian was not what he had said he was or not how he portrayed himself, that they would know that by now. Did she not just say, like, maybe two pages ago that she couldn't 100% trust Cal? Yes. But she can trust Cal if he he agrees with her about Julian, then she can trust him. Then she can trust him. This is very similar to the I won't let let myself fall for Maven, and then two chapters later (laughs) she's making googie eyes at Maven. So, Mare's not really good at sticking to her (laughs) resolve in this kind of stuff. So, are we coming down for a landing now? Yep. We're starting to, so they start to angle down. Cal Cal mutters, I'll be damned. Because he sees the runway. Because he sees the runway. Farley's just got big eyes. Yeah, she's so excited. Having the time of her life. Mare can only see I trees almost, outside, I, so she's I like, nope. like anime eyes. Anime like, eyes, yeah. Yes. Or the, the uh, sloth from Zootopia. Her face <laughs> is just like... Real slow. Yeah. Yes. For the, For the audio, audio only medium. medium. Yeah. Yep. We'll get video eventually, maybe. Maybe. We'll see. Depends. So the... Jet smacks against something solid, and they're all thrown back in their seats. Kind this of is, bounces yeah. as they hit the runway. This is not a, an easy landing. Yes. And Farley kind of freaks out a little bit, and then she's like, okay, we're down. Okay, we're you down. know, like, that's it. We're, we finished. 
the there's like electricity under the wings. I guess that's how they they work on batteries and not fuel, and that's the thing. Which got me wondering if they can do that. Why can't they make a jet that just takes off straight up? Who? The silvers. I mean, the silvers don't make it. Well, but I mean, it's probably silver technology. Yeah, we've had them. Because they stole this one. Yeah. Well, it's actually, but it's red technology because the reds are the one that build everything. Well, that's true. But I mean, like, you would think that they would have figured that out by now. Because, well, we we have them. We've had them for decades. Harriers, vertical takeoff. Yeah. So you would think. Who says that they don't? Well, that's true, and they just couldn't steal one of those. And this is all they could get their hands right. on. But you would think that that would make it much easier for the landing and taking off in the remote places if you could do a vertical landing. Oh, it would much definitely. Like a helicopter. Much yeah. definitely? Much, much definitely. most definitely <laughs> is, yes, for sure. I English well. They're all waiting with bated breath to... For the plane to come to a stop and them to deboard, except for Kalorn, who's fallen asleep and is snoring somewhere back in the like jet. crazy. And I yeah. guess yeah. And uh, aren't Farley and Shade out scouting the runways? That what you just said? Farley and yeah, Farley and Shade. Well, yeah, she looks yeah. around and Farley's already <laughs> out the door with some guns, scoping out, and she took Shade with her. Right. Considering yeah. how shaken Farley was by the landing, she recovered impressively fast. She did. Well, she's just ready to get down there and kick some butt. So it's just Cal and, and Mare. And Mare. Of. And Cal's just kind of looking around, so nobody's really watching Mare for, <laughs> like, the first time in Ever. months, Ever. pretty mm-hmm. much, right. since she left the stilts. Nobody's yeah. really paying any attention to her. Which probably isn't a good idea. She's a little bit of a loose cannon right now. Loose cannon? Loose cannon. So Cal starts to stomp off. He's got like six <laughs> guns on him. He's got a rifle, a gun on his hip. Some he throws some couple, a little bit of rations into a pack, and is kind of like walking by her. And she's like, "Where do you think you're going?" And he says, "Don't worry, I didn't take much. I can steal whatever else I need." Yeah, and she's like, "Cal, <laughs> steal? This is crazy. Cal would never steal. There's He's a, way too loyal for that." There's a funny thing because she's like, "You wouldn't be able to do that. You would end up losing a finger or a hand at worst." Yeah, and he's like, he's "How does it matter Cal. to you, or what does it matter to you?" Right, but he's Cal. Yeah, he could just burn up anybody right. that comes at him. Because like two like, sentences later, she basically makes the point that you couldn't hurt him anyway. It's like, right. okay, make up okay. your mind, Mary. <laughs> and anyway. she He's says going to die, but no one can hurt him. Right. She says that she needs him there with her and that he knows that. And he's like, and that matters to me. Why? You know, he's he's messing with her. He right. wants her to tell him how she really feels and she's not going to do it. She's like, nah, <laughs> you know, she wants to punch him in the face for being so smug, but she knows that he's going to have to be finessed if right. he's going to go along with this because he's got a completely different plan in mind. And if she wants him to go along with her plan, she's going to have to use a little bit of what Maven taught her. Oh, baby. And she says, you even said so yourself, that every new blood that we find is a strike to Maven. That's still true, isn't it? And he doesn't respond. He doesn't say no, but he doesn't say yes. And when we've seen that from Cal in the past, he's heavily debating his next sentence. 
So she says she knows what she can do and what Shade can do. And maybe even this next dude will be even stronger. Like they've just barely scratched the surface of the powers and abilities that new bloods have. So she's like, I know you want Maven dead and I want him dead too. I want to feel my hands around his throat oh and God. see him bleed. Like oh God. she doesn't just want him dead. She wants to do it herself. herself. Yes. And uh, oh, she wants to make his bones sing with lightning and make him scream. So yeah. she's getting pretty wow. descriptive about him, even though Mayor, I'm afraid you may be getting into into like psychopath territory. A well, little bit. this is getting a little like, you would think. I don't. But then I get it. immediately she starts thinking about the sweet boy that cared about her that he was before. And then she has to remind herself, no, no that, that dude didn't real. even exist. It was created by Alara to manipulate me and get me to do exactly yep. what they wanted. Yes. So even though she knows what a complete piece of garbage <laughs> Maven is, she still I don't think a piece of garbage describe. There's no this actual is a family word to de- podcast. Though, I mean, so. no, I feel like there's like no word to truly describe what Maven is. I need those people that wrote the gum commercial where the two ladies are chewing each other out, and it sounds like they're cussing, but they're not. You know that you lint liquor. Oh yeah. Need people to write that for how to describe Maven. Cause you can't use cuss words, but you sure do want to. And she says, she thinks to herself, somehow the person who never existed haunts me worse than the rest of my ghosts. And it's like, why are you doing that? Why are you torturing yourself, still having feelings for somebody that is not even real? These feelings were completely made up. They were all in your head. Yet you're still just like obsessed with this dude. While fawning over his brother. Yes. So, Mare is definitely conflicted and having some issues here. Well, we see how much... Mare, maybe you just need to go to therapy. We see how much what she thought she had in Maven but lost is affecting her right now. Because she really bought in. Yeah. She really did. Mare, call your therapist. The thing is, I don't agree. I don't know that... 100% of Maven, what Maven was doing with her was fake. I don't think Maven knows at all what he no. really is or isn't. No, so no, no, I think no, 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 no. We'll, we'll there may have been, I know, but yeah. I think there may have been pieces of him there. Oh yeah. In what she fell for. I definitely agree. So But she tells Cal, you know, I I want him gone too, but we're not strong enough to go at him yet. If we try to take a shot at him the way we are with just this ragtag group of rebels, he'll kill us and that'll be the end of it. The only choice that we have is to find these people and get them on our side and train up an army and go back and get him. Right. That's literally the only way that they can yes. stop him. Right, and she's even like, okay, so we don't know. There could be people as powerful as I am. There could be more, some more powerful. Wouldn't that be better to take as right. much power as we can with us? There's unlimited possibility here. We don't know what we're getting into. So, you know, it could be, it could be something huge. And he wants it made known that he is not part of the Scarlet mm-hmm. Guard. He is not with their cause. He is not part of their revolution. He is just here to survive and try to get back at Maven. Right. But he is not for overthrowing the Silvers. None of that stuff. He's not going to commit to, you know, the 
And why would he? Stringency of the Scarlet Guard. Right. I mean, it's not in his nature. You know, he's a silver and they wouldn't want... Right. So he A silver wouldn't want to see the silver empire fall. It doesn't matter what the silver empire right. has done to you. You have friends and family and all that other stuff. You know, yeah. he's not ready to give that up yet. Reading this whole, like, you know, we can't go after him yet. We're not strong enough. He'll kill us. And having just finished the first season of Heroes is like. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, right. There's a, Very... lot, a lot of similarities, uh, yes. aren't there? Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of similarities. Yes, there are. Um, and I think this this part where she's talking about how we have to to be together, or the, I think the way. The way Mayor views this situation, I think she kind of she she brought up how Cal or Cal just lost everything, mm-hmm. but she sees it from a point of view as, but we want the same thing to kill Maven. Right. Cal just grew up in. He can't help it that he grew up wrong. That's the way she sees it. Cal doesn't see it that way because right. Cal grew up that way. Right. He sees it as everything's lost. These people want to kill Maven like I do, but then they want to take over and th- overthrow the Silvers. That's not what I want right. at all. Like. So I don't think once she they really kill Maven, there's going to be right. a diff. You know, then then there's going to be an issue, is a power struggle. Right. Where does Cal go then? He's still a silver. Yeah, he's going to fall with the silvers. Right. He'll probably see people from his command or whatever. People you he know. knew was close to dying. So he doesn't answer when she's like, "Well, then what are you? You know, if you're not with us, you're not Scarlet Guard. Then what are you?" And he doesn't answer. He just is silent for a long time, and then he goes back up into the jet, takes his backpack off, throws all his weapons down, and his resolve, she can tell. <laughs> he drops everything, including his resolve. Swole Calistain. Yeah. But for how much longer? Mare doesn't know. Aww. So she'll take what she can get at this point in time. He's not going to leave right now. He's going to at least help them go find Nyx. And see what this other red with ability is all about. And if there's something to it, maybe he'll stay. And if not... Maybe not. Maybe he'll go. But at least she's 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 talked to him into staying for now. Yeah. So she can stare at his muscles for another couple of days right. while they go get Nyx. And his glutes. Yeah. And his 35,000 calories a day. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So, that's where we leave off with chapter 10. I put episode 10 on the thing, which is I wrong. know, it's, it's so eight. hard. It's episode 8, <laughs> chapter episode eight. 10. Yeah. So, but anyway, that's where we leave off. So we'll see if we meet this Nix Marston in the next chapter. They're in, this is just outside of Newtown, right? Isn't that where they are, where these ruins are, they said? Yes. So. It's in the... It's in the forest that right. was built around Newtown to shelter all the pollution Ooh. from Fort Patriot. And I know when they were getting ready to land and she saw the trees, she mentioned how it reminded her it could have been the stilts just over the past those trees, mm-hmm. but this is a place that she's far, far from home. It mm-hmm. just looks similar. And great, our Newtown is pretty much a gray town just in a different right. part of the country. Right. So they're going to go in and see all the things that they saw that made her so angry in right. Graytown. Right. So I imagine next chapter we probably get angry there. Well, I mean, they don't go into Newtown. That is not where they go. Oh, not okay. where Nick's lives. It's, it's outside of it, though, right? Spoiler it's alert. close. Ish. But I imagine she's probably still going to see some depressing well, stuff. Well, yes. yeah, because she but does every still. chapter. Right. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. 
She didn't spoil anything. Oh. Right. Which means we're going to start meeting some more new characters like we met the Colonel. Mm -hmm. More new characters that we need to take into account for our upcoming second edition of the casting. We've already been talking about this. The thing is, so few of these like new new bloods that they meet have that much importance. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of them don't stick around long. There's a one or like two do, characters like in the just... later seasons of The Walking Dead. Right. Or like they do, but they're, they just don't have a big part. It's a whole thing. Right. right. But there will be some new people. And we could have some new additions and possibilities for some of our original casting. Yes, if we, think we may make new. some revisions. Yeah. We've already been talking about that. And have some new votes. So. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's actually, it'll probably end up being like a three or four parter. Oh my gosh. I mean, it depends on how that, it depends on how many revisions we do. Well, if we do one for each character, then yes. Yeah. Okay. Plus the new character. But if we if we stick, we're like, all right, we're not budging from Natalie Dormer, so we don't even need to talk about Farley. Eh, we eh, might have to talk. We about are. Farley. We're gonna have to talk about Farley. Well, the only other one was Maya Hawk. Are we gonna find somebody better than Maya Hawk? Find some other people. Yeah. Yeah. My, my issue is, and it's you know, I love Natalie Dormer. <laughs> and we'll and discuss Maya this Hawk. on right. Yeah. But Natalie Dormer specifically is forty-one years old yeah. right now. They haven't even moved on the show yet. No, they haven't. So I mean, and I, I mean, I love her to death. But there's a you're twenty-three. Farley's twenty-three, but there's still got to be a youthful exuberance to Farley too. I just right. feel like we're getting away from yes. the possibility of her so playing that character at this point. Because even when she was in Hunger Games, that was what? How long ago was that? Ten years ago? Mm. Eight. I think it came out in 2012. So, yeah, maybe 10 years ago. The first one ago. came out in 2012, I think. Yeah. So, I think by the time they got to Mockingjay, it would probably be about eight years. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. But there could be other possibilities because I'm always keeping my eyes out. Yeah, that's I, when I watch things. It's like mm -hmm. reading the books for a podcast is different than yeah. reading a book normally. Oh, totally. Now it's like I'm also paying attention yes. to everything I watch. Like, ooh, could we ooh. cast them? Yeah. In, Definitely. <laughs> in the show. Definitely. I'm kind of like looking through Westworld like that too, you know, like looking at the right. stuff people that are the extras. Stuff that's in the out now so that I can get people that are, yeah, the right age to play. Yeah. Definitely. Or, I mean, you could even look at something that's older and be like, they'd be about the right age for this character now. Yeah. True. Right. Like with Isabel Furman. True. Right. So I think that is all of our discussion this week. I am really, really loving, I know I've said it almost every episode, but. I really love doing one chapter at a time and just taking it slow and yeah, breaking I do too. it down. Yeah. So I'm hoping that you listeners out there are enjoying that too. Make sure that you go over to Instagram and find and follow us there. It's at Reading with the Rockefellers. That's where we are the most active. You can also email us. We love to get fan art, uh, fan casting ideas, stories on how the series has changed your life, things like that. You can send all of that stuff to readingwiththerockefellers at gmail.com. We've got our website where you can find all of our episodes, our blog, pictures of our smiling faces, two of our four-legged mascots, Diana and Meredith. I need to get pictures of my new hamster, Betty, up on the website. She's not on the website yet. Betty has not made her website appearance yet. She is the cutest thing ever. Just a little ball of fluff with, with feet and, and eyes and ears. And it is so cute. So I'll get some good... It's hard to get a picture of her though because she's so tiny and she mm -hmm. moves really fast. And they have a good one you can use. 
So I'll have to get a picture of her up on the website too. And that is www.readingwiththerockefellers.com. And then you can find season one of our shows on YouTube. Every episode from season one has a video over on YouTube. So head over there, hit subscribe. It's Reading with the Rockefellers is the name of the channel. And then make sure you also click the notification bell. So every time we upload a video, you will get a notification because hopefully we're going to get some clips and stuff like that up soon that you can share with your friends. But that's the most important thing, guys. If you like the show, uh, we've gotten a couple shout outs on Instagram lately. So we really appreciate that. Um, but if you like the show, tell two friends that like the series or better yet, buy them a copy of the book and give them uh, the first episode of our show and say, here you go. Have a good time. And then everybody, if you could please, pretty please head over to Apple Podcasts, find us reading with the Rockefellers and give us five stars. Uh, we've only got one review so far, so it would really help if everybody could head over, give us five stars and uh, help get us on the charts and then more people will find the show because we love doing this for you guys, but we are definitely interested in growing the listenership. So tell somebody, share the show, and five stars on Apple Podcasts would really, really be awesome. We super appreciate everything you guys do. Thank you so much for listening, and we will be back next week. Bye. 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 Bye.